been talking about family and you know what what it means to be a family of God, how um, we uh, are joined together, that we're meant to be submitting to one another as a family. And we talked a little bit about husband and wife last week. Um, and this week I just wanted to talk about us and our parenting. And you might go, well, I'm not a parent. Well, you've had parents, <laughs> right? Good or bad, you, you might be a parent one day or you might just know people that um, wish they had a parent but don't because that relationship's broken down. And I sort of started looking at it thinking, you know, most often people talk about discipline with parenting, right? Which is, of course, normal. But the way we discipline is what I wanted to look at today. Not, not the, the how exactly, and, and not, not like what do we actually do, what's our process as parents, uh, in, in fact, you know, do we smack or not smack, do we diss or not that, you know, how do we parent, but why? Really more of a why we parent, um, and why we have to have discipline in a family. Um, but it's not really about discipline. So I think back to when I was a kid, you know, and my parents disciplined me the way that they thought was right. I disciplined my kids the way I thought was right. But what is the actual goal of our parenting, you know? And why I want to talk about these different styles, we'll call it styles of parenting, but I don't think it's really styles. It's almost extremes, two extremes, and then the middle ground where God really wants it to be is that this affects our walk with Jesus. Um, you know that's true. It might even affect your relationship with your parents right now. Perhaps you had parents that were really overbearing. You know, they were, you know, my way or the highway, you know, you do it my way, you, know, you don't have an opinion, um, you can't do anything. There's these rules and rigidity, which is a bit what Ashley was talking about this morning, actually. She's talking about this grace and, and law that parents are sometimes, you know, you will do it. And, you know, the reason why is because I'm the parent. That's the only reason ever given. Then on the other hand is, uh, you know, the, the parents that really don't engage with their kids, they don't discipline, they don't teach them, they don't grow them. And that can be just as damaging to a child because they're living out a selfish life. So what's the actual point of parenting? The point of parenting, if we could do it this way, is... The discipline is all part of discipling, right? Are we leading our kids closer to Jesus? Are we teaching them how to relate to God as a father? Are we teaching them to honour, respect and obey him, but understand the grace that he has towards us? And, you know, we can talk about lots of different things and I know, like, with, with my family, discipline was met out in many different ways and there was some, you know physical discipline which I deserved at the time uh, mostly uh, though my sisters it was their fault probably but you know I remember sitting in my room and and that actually made me think it drove foolishness from my heart as a child you know like sometimes you just need something to remind you and and I remember just being in my room and I'd be like sad or whatever you know this has happened to me I've been disciplined and but it made me think about what I'd done wrong it, it gave me that thing but then there's even worse disciplines than that it's like right you're going out in the garden to help your dad I'm like whoa <laughs> no mercy he threw me into the briar patch but 
you know, there's different ways that we deal with things. And so what I'm not trying to do this morning is tell you how you should discipline your children. What I wanted to do is get to the heart of it, that, that really look at the extremes, you know. Are, are you parenting? Have you been parented um, in a way that is either harsh and unforgiving and rigid? Have you been parenting in a way that's, you know, just do whatever you want, that's okay, but that doesn't work in real life. There's consequences for action. And then that middle ground, which, which we talk about um, in the middle, which is authoritative, which is like, no, there's rules, there's boundaries, but guess what? We're all equal in the sight of God. We've got different roles to play in this family, but we're all equal. We're all co-heirs with him. And the role of our parenting is not to have control of our children, not to make it so that everyone looks at us and thinks how amazing that our kids are in order and we can have pride on that. And it's not that, you know, we can just let our kids be um, whatever they want, you know, and whatever you want to do, you can dream big and all your dreams will come true because the reality is they won't. And one of the... <laughs> I remember seeing an interview with a guy once and it was sort of like... Uh, I don't even know if it was being tongue-in-cheek, but... They were talking about what would be the advice you would give your children. You know, if you could think about it and go back and when they were little, and he said, you know what? The advice I would give my children is this. It wasn't follow your dreams, blah, blah, blah. It was this, life is going to be one big disappointment. <laughs> and when I heard it, I was like, actually, that's sort of true. You know, because sometimes we set our kids up for failure. Reality is not there and they don't know it. The other reason I really want to talk about this is that you may have been a parent who was one of the extremes and you've hurt your kids and now they're adults. And they might not love you, they might not respect you, they might not have a good relationship with you and sometimes it's because of the way we've parented that our children have bad relationships with us. And we might need to ask for forgiveness from our kids for what we've done. Because God wants the heart of the children turning towards the fathers, the fathers towards the children, that there's this point that God wants to make to us is that, hey, you've been damaged, you've been hurt, or maybe you've hurt and damaged someone else, and if we want them to have a relationship with God, we might need to ask to be forgiven. I'm not going to go through all of that today, how, how, how the process of that goes. In August, we're going to start doing some two parenting things, one for children, one for teenagers, and then also one for us parents that have grown-up children. How do we get, bring our or lead our adult children back to God? Because it may be that we've done stuff. It may not be either. But also, as a child, you might have been disciplined in a way that wasn't actually very God-honouring, and you need to forgive your mum and dad because you're holding something in your heart against them that is not good and that that, that prevents God from working in the way that he wants to work. And this is it. We're on this journey together. Children of God working together. So let's have a look at the, the different ones All right, that, we, that I'm talking about today. Yeah. So let's, let's look, first of all, Proverbs 22.6. Direct your children onto the right path. When they're older, they will not leave it. Um, other, other Bible versions will say they will not depart from it. 
This is what we want to do with our children, right? We want to lead them into the right path, which means that we have to carefully consider how we parent, that it's not just this, you know, um, we get this bundle of joy and it'll be okay. You know, things will just happen. And some of the things that I sort of think about for my own life is, man, I wish I knew some of this stuff before I had kids. We had kids pretty young. Joe was 20 and I was 24 or 5, I can't really remember now. Let's not get into that too much. But um, the, the kids were born when we were young, and I feel like we've done a pretty good job overall as parents. Our kids love us, they respect us, they honour us, and they actually like spending time with us. Now, that's pretty good, right? That, that's a nice thing to have as children. And I wanted to read a passage from, from Proverbs, um, and Proverbs is a book written by Solomon, King Solomon, who is King David's son, one of his sons, born of Bathsheba. And Solomon was given an opportunity to ask God for whatever he wanted. And this is what God said to him, ask of me what you will. Solomon prayed to the Lord and said, Lord, I ask that you would give me wisdom in governing over these your people. That's a pretty big prayer for him to pray, isn't it? Or a thing to ask for. Like, what if God asked you for something, you know, asked you, what do you want from me? What would you ask for? Solomon asked for wisdom, and that was a really good thing to ask for. And God said to him, Inasmuch as you did not ask for fame or riches or honour, but you asked for wisdom, I will grant you that you, have what, you will have what you ask, but I will also give you what you didn't ask. I will give you wealth, honour and glory. And so the scripture said that God gave wisdom to Solomon. Unfortunately, he didn't follow his own advice a lot of the time. But the point is that there's wisdom that was given to Solomon. And, and as a parent, isn't that what we're meant to be teaching our children? So when you think about parenting a child and bringing them out, what's your discipline all about? Is there a purpose to it? Yeah, there is a purpose to it. Too many times parents think of discipline as punishment, as in I have to punish that child. But discipline in its own form, in the way it's meant to be, is this, that it's a correction. It's instruction. It's showing people a way. And I often think about it like this, that, that if you're driving a car, how many of you know that you're continually doing little corrections? There's these little changes that you make so as you're driving you're not going off the road unfortunately when we are parents that are prone to just thinking of discipline as punishment what will happen is the car goes off the road and there's this massive correction that doesn't lead to anything except for damage and an accident so discipline is not like i said to make sure that you're in control it's actually to guide our children on what the right path and when proverbs talks about wisdom what, what the point of proverbs was it's exactly what we're meant to be doing as parents. So let's look at Proverbs chapter 1, verse 2 to 4. So the, the Proverbs are given for this purpose, to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just and fair. These Proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. So if you think about your parenting as imparting wisdom to your children, what is that? You know, if we said, you need to impart your wisdom, often we don't think about these things. But as a parent, what are you meant to do? Teach your children to live disciplined 
and successful lives, to teach your children to do what is right, to teach your children to do what is just, to teach your children to do what is fair, and to help give them insight and knowledge as they grow discernment. We also see from um, Paul, as he writes to the Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 2, 11 to 12, and he's talking about how a father treats a child. It's this, we pleaded with you, encouraged you, and urged you to live in a way that God would consider worthy. For this reason, he called you to share his kingdom and glory. So if you see a father's heart toward a child, is this, that we want to plead with you, we want to encourage you, we want you to live your life in a way that God would consider worthy because you've got to live in his kingdom. And I just like this verse mainly because I just like it, 1 John 5.21. And this is the same as a father talking to the children. Dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your heart. Is that what we're teaching our children? I don't know, but sometimes I feel like we push our children to things that will take God's place in their heart because we're driven in the Western society a lot by ambition, success, money, sport, fame, whatever it might be. And often we actually push our kids towards other things that might take God's place in their hearts and yet God is calling us as parents to to live this way to have this pleading, to have this longing, to have this desire to see our children have God as their first place. Isn't this what you want for your kids? So our discipline then, the way we discipline our kids, has to be around achieving these goals, right? The goal is not blind obedience to your parent. It's not so that we can control them And it's not so that we do things so that they don't stop loving me. That we're so scared that our children won't love us if we discipline them in any way whatsoever that we just let them do anything and in the end allow them to disrespect us as parents. So here's our little styles, okay. The first style is permissive, a permissive parent. Whatever you want, dear. So parenting like this is, is this, that you just want your child to be happy, everyone else to be happy in our family, we just want a happy family. And in this sort of, sort of way of living, this extreme, there's no guidelines. And if there are, the rules are always changing anyway. I remember once being with a mum at Casuarina and I would say they were a permissive parent. It was like this, if you keep doing that, you're not getting an ice cream. The child kept doing it. If you keep doing that, you're not getting an ice cream with chocolate on it. They kept mucking up. If you keep doing that, you're not getting an ice cream with chocolate and, and Smarties on it or something. And it went about three or four times, and by the end, the kid had everything they wanted from being disobedient to the parent. But the rules always change. In other words, there's no consistency in the way that parenting is done. There's no consistency in holding up your end of the bargain as a parent that you're there to protect and grow your children to live a disciplined life. If you're a parent like that, this would be you. You're always running around after your children. They know exactly how to throw the bone that you're going to fetch. 
I don't like that. I want Maccas. Oh, all right then. And then the other child wants Red Rooster and the other one wants you to cook a roast. And, and so you're going around trying to please everyone. Have you ever seen that? Have you ever been like that with your kids? I reckon I have sometimes. You know, you're sort of like, oh, you feel so sorry for them. But these relationships in that, that parenting way are not based on respect at all. There's no respect, and your perceived value to your child is actually really low. They're the boss. You're the slave. If I act in a certain way, I can use my emotions to actually control you. If I act really sad, you're going to do something for me. If I chuck a tantrum, you're definitely going to do it then. Dr. Lehman, um, who I got a lot of this stuff from, talks about a kid that, that was actually a teenager that was at university and, and the parents were so worried because the kid was always sad and they felt really bad for the kid. Oh, he's struggling, everything's bad, so we keep giving him more stuff and, and they said, can you please go and talk to him? So he did. He went and said, hey, how are you going? What's going on? Oh, I love uni. I've got lots of friends. I got everything I need, but what had happened is that child had grown up learning that if he used his emotions to manipulate his parents, he could get what he wants. And do you know what we find in society? That there's a whole lot of people that use your emotions by displaying their emotions to get what they want. In the way they sell things, in the way they act at work, your employees or your boss... They can emo emotionally manipulate you. And emotions are often used to control you in that sort of parenting. Is that you? Do you feel like you always got to run after your kids? Give them what they want, make sure they're happy. You know, you don't want happy children. <laughs> you want them to be happy, but you don't want every need to be met. That It's okay, it doesn't matter. What needs to change if you're doing this? Make your no mean no. The Bible says that. Let your yes be yes, your no be no. But kids like that are learning what they call purposive behaviour. In other words, it worked last time, it's going to work again. You know when I went to the counter and I wanted that lolly and I just kept crying, mum gave it to me? Guess what? I've just learnt that crying makes me get what I want. We're all like that, aren't we? <laughs> I've seen people chuck tantrums in workplaces to get what they want. Have you? Because inside of them is this, this way that's been allowed to grow. Giving in to your kids is really, really easy, easy, but it's not helpful in the long term. If kids are allowed to mouth off to you, it only produces rebellion. They know you're a pushover. And they can manipulate you any way you want. So... Proverbs 19, 18. Discipline your children while there is hope, otherwise you will ruin their lives. We need to make sure that we don't ruin our children's lives. The second one is what you call authoritative. That's sort of the parenting that's built on fear. Have you ever had that parent? <laughs> You're always scared, don't upset dad. If you do, it's going to be a problem. In that sort of parenting style, you're not, your children are not allowed to have any opinion at all. And if they did, it wouldn't matter. 
And it's really about the power that you can have. And, and often you'll see that in men, right? Men mostly fall into this, I would say. Well, not mostly anymore. I think things have changed a fair bit. But it's where things are like my way or the highway and I'm going to have the power in this relationship. I am the more important person. As I say, men often fall into this way of doing things. Mothers more permissive, usually. Not always the case. But what do you think can happen in that relationship as a husband and wife? Is that bound to cause conflict? Is that bound to cause problems in a relationship? What a fertile ground for that to happen, eh? And often this is met by outright rebellion. You know that. You know kids that have been in those things where it's like, as soon as they get the chance, they are on the highway. Thanks for giving me that choice. The highway looks really, really good. And I'm out of here. And I'll do whatever I want. And you'll quite often find that if you're parenting like this, you might have come from a traditional home where you had no power, but now you've got the power. You want to take it and run with it. Or maybe there's just this damage in your life where you need to have control. That way you feel good. And the other thing too that I think definitely in, in the Christian world is sometimes that misinterpretation of the Bible's words on submission, which I talked about last week. And they see only as applicable to women and children and the only responsibility for a man is to lord it over their family. That can happen, can't it? I've seen that in men before where it's just like, I'm the Lord and you're all my servants. Do what I say. Now, there's some foundational work needed in the heart of a person who is like that or has been like that. I guess it's too late as a parent sometimes to actually keep control of a kid because that type of control works when your kids are little. But when your boy, like mine, is six foot four and built twice my size, it doesn't work anymore. I remember telling my son off. <laughs> the strange thing is, though, that because I, I feel like we did a pretty good job, like I said, there was a respect there. And he wouldn't use that physical power to overcome me. Genuine love for a father and a mother, respect. And <laughs> I remember once, actually, something had happened, they'd done the wrong thing, and I hadn't even talked to him about it. This comes up. Here's my phone, Dad. <laughs> he knew what was going to happen. He knew that he'd done the wrong thing and it was like that acceptance of, yes, I need to get this right. Was I a perfect parent? Far from it. In fact, none of us are, right? But our job, as I said, is are we doing the best we can to point our children to the Lord? See, the point of our parenting is not to control, but encourage and partner with our children. And there's a way that we can do that, a balance where it really pays off. Ephesians 6, chapter, uh, 6 verse 4, and this is about, I guess, parents that always want to be heavy on their children. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from where? the Lord. How does he do it? And which is sort of what we're going to be walking into right now. If you act like that, or if you've had parents like that, 
Or if in the past you've acted like that with your children, you need to realise you are no better than your child, but equal in the sight of God. You have different roles. And the way you speak to them, are you doing it in love? Are you speaking the truth in love or are you just speaking the truth? Remember when we're talking about Jesus and how he said, you know, truth and grace came in Jesus Christ. There was that truth, but in that the grace you needed to live out the way. Maybe you're still the permissive one. You need to start respecting yourself. Enough to stand up for yourself, say no and have consistency. You need to be a parent, not a friend. You're not their best friend and come on kids. Who wants their mum and dad to be the hip cool one in the relationship? <laughs> Probably none of you. Respect your child enough not to let them get everything that they want and spoil them. You see that respect comes both ways. There's an honouring, but there's also respecting them that they might grow up to know God. So let's look at our third way. We want our kids to grow up to be godly, don't we? I do. And my heart aches when I, when I think of kids that are not that way. So this is the authoritative, which is like there's equal but different roles. And in this way of doing it, it's like the family wins and loses together. I think I really talked about this um, when we were talking about family relationships last week, that, that it's about us serving one another. And uh, <laughs> interestingly, uh, I won't say names, uh, but one of the children in this uh, auditorium that was listening last week, a teenager, was actually asking mum and dad, what can I do to help last week? <laughs> they were listening. That was a joy for me. <laughs> that, that there was actually some engagement with what was being said. But it's like, guys, families are not a group of individuals. Just like the church is not a group of individuals, it's a together thing. That we win and we lose together. Just as we do in our natural family, the same applies in the church family. We win and lose together. And that's why we have to understand, hey, we're all equal, we play different roles. I've said it many times from the front. I'm just pastoring because God said pastor. Doesn't make me special, doesn't make me anything, it's just what God told me to do. And the congregation agreed at the time. Hopefully they still do. <laughs> but at any stage, this is not my role that I've been given and my divine right to do. God's my divine. He's the one who can tell me come or go. If he wanted me to go tomorrow, that's the deal. I'm no better and I'm no worse than anyone. I don't have extra access to God compared to anyone else. I've just been asked to do something for him. And that's what it is in our families as well. But you parents, you will set the tone in your home. And the idea is that in that home, you're, you're establishing guidelines and boundaries. They're, they're established. Everyone knows where everything is. They know the boundaries. There's some guidelines. And why is that? So that the home is safe for the, these two things, physically and emotionally for your children. There's security in that, the boundaries. But it's not legalistic laws that if, <laughs> if you, you get outside them, you're banished from this family. You no longer belong. But your kids should feel safe with one another. 
Your kids should not feel that they're threatened by their, their brothers and sisters, that they're able to be hit or, or bullied by their, their siblings without a consequence. And that tone is set by you parents. How are you living out your life before them as a Christian? And this is from, from uh, Kevin Lehman himself. He says, The authoritative parent says, I'm the parent, you're the child. Those are our roles. Sometimes I have to play the parent card. And when I have to, there's no doubt I will, but I always want to know that you th- what you think, why you feel a certain way, and to keep an honest, open, respectful dialogue between us. I can be wrong and you can be wrong. And when one of us acts inappropriately, we need to ask for and receive forgiveness. A lot of parents will not ask their children to forgive them when they've done the wrong thing. But, but that's what it is when you're in that place. It's like, actually, I can do the wrong thing, but so can you. I want to respect you. I want to listen to you. I want to know your heart, child, who you are. And, um, yeah, I talked about it on our podcast last week with Matt, and, and I think it rings true for parent-child and husband-wife relationships. I want you to listen carefully. There's this thing called daily compliments that I often do with couples before they get married. Daily compliments. What, what does that mean? So every day you give a compliment. Isn't that amazing? That's what daily compliment means. A compliment given daily. But when you think about it and talk about it, what, what are the most compliments that we give? You did great at that. You achieved this. You look pretty. You look handsome. You got big muscles. (laughs) All these things are quite outside, aren't they? Are they not outside things? And what are they teaching us? That if I achieve, I'm rewarded right? With a compliment. If I'm pretty, if I'm handsome, I'm rewarded. Now, I'm not saying don't do that, but if I'm handsome or pretty, I'm rewarded with a compliment. So what do we live for? Achievements and looks. Or maybe it's even things. Oh man, you've got an awesome car. Nothing wrong with that. But here's the deal. How do you treat your child in terms of who they are? What are your compliments to your children? What are your compliments to the person you're married to? What are you speaking into their character? It's really interesting, isn't it? I had had a couple and we were going through that and understanding it. And I said, hey guys, how about you think of something that actually speaks to the character of the other person? And, and it was really, really nice and powerful, actually. And um, the, the groom-to-be said, you know what? I really admired the way you stood up for the other people at work when something was going wrong. It showed great strength of character and, and just showed how kind and strong you are for other people. Now that's a compliment, right? Imagine that as a parent, that, that, that your discipline 
The way you bring your children up is designed to shape their character into godly ways. What do you want to therefore complement in their life? Encouragement. Something that we should do as fathers and mothers. Encouragement. But what are you encouraging them in? You're an awesome sportsman, but wait a minute. What did you notice about their character today that you could build on that shows that you believe in them, really believe in them, not in what they do? Not you're a star, but I can see God in you. You know the way you acted with your brother today was so impressive? He was teasing you, but you refused to react. That's just showing the character of God in your life. What is it that we compliment about our husbands, our wives? What is it that you hear from them? As an authoritative parent, you want to be emotionally even as possible. You don't want to be that person that just lights. You know, the fuse is lit, that's it, done. Anger out, I'm reacting to everything. And the other way around too, where you're just so confused and always giving in to a kid. You don't rescue kids from their consequences all the time. And that's one of the problems is that people don't want their kids to experience any pain in life, so they end up protecting them from anything and everything, but they're not going to learn to grow. Sometimes there's consequence. God said that, didn't he? What was the consequence of sin? It was death through Adam. Everything has a consequence. What was the gift of God? Eternal life through Christ Jesus. So yes, there's a gift of a way out, but don't rescue your kids all the time. The job that you would have is to lather encouragement, provide wisdom, provide a place of safety that you can discuss any and all topics with your kids, and you expect the best, so you will get the best out of your children. They're living up to a standard that is not so high that they'll never be able to reach it but they're able to grow in grace and truth with Jesus Christ. Just wanted to finish with this passage and then a couple of um, challenges, I guess, or action steps. Matthew eleven twenty nine and 30. Because we were talking about how does God work with us. Jesus said that it's his words that pruned people like we often think well, it's punishment no God's Jesus said you've been pruned by my word if you read about the word what does the word do it rebukes it exhorts it does all those things but imagine this is you as a parent what's the yoke you're placing on your children today and the yoke can be through being permissive or it can be be through being authoritative Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. Because I'm humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear. And the burden I give you is light. I would love that that is how I teach my children. And I'd have to say, if this is the way Jesus wants to teach us, 
that that's probably a very good way to teach our children to be humble and gentle so that they can find rest for their souls. Don't give them heavy yokes and burdens that are too much, but lift them up in the things of God. Encourage them in their life. So this morning, as, as we wrap it up, I just want you to really consider the things. You know, we've talked about three different ways that maybe you've parented. Can I just get you to do this? First of all, admit areas that you need to change personally. It's great to hear stuff, but are you going to go and do it? Attack the areas head on that you need to change. Your son or daughter will respect you for it. Because it will be hard to change. But it means you have to stick to it. Just remember that it's, being a balanced parent is not easy. It's easy to overparent. It's also easy to coddle. And it's also easy to control. How about you pray about it this week? Maybe even as we worship today, as we finish off with song, you might go, I missed it there. Or I'm missing it now, God help me change. Or maybe it's, I need to forgive mum and dad for something they did to me. As we're, we're finishing with song, I just want you to just allow God's presence to fall on you and just let those things go. Father God, I just want to thank you for your goodness. Lord, help us to be good parents. Whether our kids are little, whether they're teenagers, whether they're grown-ups. We want to serve you and we want this to be about discipling our children, our parenting to be about discipling them into who they're meant to be in Christ Jesus. Forgive us if we've done wrong. Lord, we don't want to be that way. Lord, restore us so that we might live for you the right way from this day on. In Jesus' name. Amen.